We are live. Welcome, everybody, to our very first episode of Bases and Brews. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. I'm Ben. And we are yeah. drinking. Yeah, lots of drinking. Yeah, especially for me so far today. So what you I got? Not, uh, I have the Austin Brewery. What was it called? Firehawk? Fire Eagle? Fire I think that's Eagle what you sent me. IPA. Uh, it's uh, pretty good. I was I I'm I love IPAs, but I don't have anything cool today. I'm just drinking some Modellos tonight. We're gonna get some cool craft beers for next week. Yeah, I I figured I had to try some local breweries having just moved here. So I have a couple. Uh, one of the ones that's like 15 minutes from my house is literally ranked in the top 10 in the world. Nice. So I'm gonna be going and getting some from them at some point. They're okay. awesome. Uh, if I can get some that I can package and send you, I'll probably do that as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, you're yeah. not too far away. Welcome, everybody. This is our podcast for baseball. Lots of baseball. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, so it's going to be a weekly podcast every Friday evening. Um, and we'll be live talking baseball, drinking beer every Friday night. Yes, sir. We got a few things we're going to talk about today. We're going to go over our preseason predictions. Uh, we got the impending minor league rule changes that we're going to go over a few of them. I don't know if we're going to go over all of them, but we're going to go over a few that we thought were interesting. Especially since some of them could eventually make it to the majors. Exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see some of them. I actually wouldn't be surprised to see any of them. Yeah, well, maybe one. I mean, I I hope not for some of them, but we'll get into that a little, yeah, a little bit later. Uh, let's start off with our our predictions for the year. All right. So, you want to just go in order here? Uh, yeah. We so we did a we tried to come up with what our predictions would be, guys, but we we found that we agreed on pretty much everything except for one. So we're going to do some just overall predictions for both of us. Yeah, I honestly, I feel like part of the reason for that is that there's pretty much every division has like a clear top team. Yeah, that's true. Like there's, there's maybe one or two divisions where it's like could go a couple ways, but for the most part, it's pretty set. Um, all right, so... We'll start AL East. Um, we got the Toronto Blue Jays winning it all. Dude, they look so good on young. paper. On paper, yeah, they're young and just top to bottom offensively, just a crazy good order. the The addition of George Springer and Marcus Simeon is killer <laughs> as well as uh throwing steven mats into the starting rotation but um but yeah so 
if if their young guys can develop, I think they have that division no problem. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. They're probably my my most excited to watch team this year. One because I'm a huge um, Vlad fan and I wanna see that I wanna see him do really well. Yeah, fair. And um, I like what they did. Yeah. I mean those were big pickups. Um sorry, I'm trying to fix our chat bot. It's not seeming to want to work. All good. Um Uh, all right, so then uh, second in the AL East, we have New York, uh, the Yankees. They're, they just spent so much money. They're just too good to not <laughs> put up there. Not necessarily this offseason, but. I mean, the Yankees have always had a history of buying, oh, yeah. buying their That's good teams, the Yankees though. Are. They always, yeah, they go and get guys on their second contracts who are big names. Like, for example, Corey Kluber, Darren O'Day, Justin Wilson, like all those guys have been in the league for a long time. So, yeah, that's what they do. No big surprise. Um, uh, then I had uh, Tampa coming in third in that division. They won it last year. <clears throat> got to the World Series, obviously. And then didn't really do anything, and they lost some key pieces. So I just can't see them. Other teams in that division got better, and they didn't do a lot. They got Rich Hill's a decent pickup. Chris Archer, they got back, which is crazy. It's crazy. And what was did Chris Archer have a good season last season? I think he was hurt most of last season. I was gonna say because I remember um, Chris Archer being one of the I mean, better yeah, pitchers was, in the league for a while. When he, when he was with Tampa Bay originally, like on, as a rookie or on his rookie contract, he was great. And then he went to uh, Pittsburgh the last two seasons, oh. um, and just. Uh, let's see. He, he pitched in... He started 23 games last year. No, I'm sorry. That was two years ago. I was going to say, that seems like a lot considering they only played yeah. 60. Yeah. <laughs> that was two years ago. He must have been hurt last year then because he has zero stats. Okay, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Fun fact, he was drafted by the Indians. I actually did not know that. How can you call yourself an Indians fan? Disgraceful. If I don't watch the MLB draft where the guys <laughs> won't play in the MLB for six years. <laughs> the MLB MLB is really weird like that. It's one of the only major sports that you get oh, yeah, drafted all, and then you never see you some people never even see the big time. Yeah. When I lived in Cleveland, we had the single A affiliate was like fifteen minutes from my house. So I went to so many games and it was great, like, seeing all the guys they just drafted there and stuff. Oh, yeah, I bet. But, anyway, so, yeah, so Tampa Bay got back Chris Archer, um, Rich Hill, Michael Walker in the bullpen. I like Walker. Got, 
Francisco Mejia from San Diego as a catcher. So, I mean, they they did a couple things, but then they lost Blake Snell and Charlie Morton, who were, like, their top two pitchers, so. Okay. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. They They could be just as good as last year, but. I feel like Tampa Bay or uh, uh, Toronto did way more. Oh yeah, Toronto I think hit a home run in the off season this year. Yeah, uh, they they stacked themselves. Yeah, I mean anytime you can add somebody like George Springer, um, Simeon, like both those guys are all stars. Oh yeah, very true, very true. Uh, the Red Sox are in fourth in that division and. They're just not good. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, they're kind of in shambles. Yeah, but they did get. A new they're not GM. last. Yeah, they did get a new GM. Well, they were last last year. Well, but they're not. They're as far as what I think is gonna. I don't think they're gonna be last this year. I mean, they okay. Looking at who they got, they got some decent players. They got a whole new outfield: Kike Hernandez, Marwin Gonzalez, and Hunter Renfrew. I really. I don't know about you, but I really like Kike Hernandez. Yeah, I've always liked him. I actually really wanted the Indians to go get him last year when he was a free agent. I think, or maybe I, it was two years ago, but. But yeah, I think they're going to be much improved over last over this riddled little shortened last season. That division so good right now. It's just it's hard to imagine them being better than fourth. Um, they also lost Jackie Bradley Jr. and Andrew Benintendi in the outfield. Yeah, that definitely with those three guys. So like, yeah, they added a whole new outfield that's solid, but. They also lost two really good outfielders. <laughs> it's so, like, yeah, you got I mean, some stuff, but you didn't exactly keep what you had. Right. Um, and then we have the Baltimore Orioles coming in last in that division because they're always in last in that division. <laughs> and they never do anything to try and get out of last for that division. We got... Okay, so looking at them, they got Freddie Galvis at short, who's solid. Yomer Sanchez at second, who's okay. I saw him in Chicago with the White Sox a lot. He's he's a solid second baseman. Then Felix Hernandez and Matt Harvey as pitchers. So like, I mean, Felix Hernandez used to be the best pitcher in baseball a while ago. Well, yeah, so was Matt Harvey a while ago. <laughs> mm, true. Uh, I'm a, hold on. Um, See, what? I'm looking at Matt Harvey's stats. I want to see the last time, like what he has done. To be recently. honest, I don't even know if he was he still in New York with the Mets the last year. Uh-huh. I don't even know where he was. Trying to see, grabbed it from Baseball Reference. Um. So where was he last year? Was with Yeah, he was with the Royals last year. And he was 0-3. With an 11-5-7 ERA. Not great. The last time he was good was 2015. He's been average or worse since then. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, like that would have been a good. I would have praised that pick or that swap if get it picking him up in 2016. Totally fair. <laughs> I I don't disagree. I I mean, clearly I put the Orioles last, so I don't think that that's gonna change anything. But that's I don't. Those almost feel like just big name grabs, just to try yeah. and just to try and put butts in seats, even though. There's not going to probably yeah, be a lot of butts in seats. Felix Hernandez was one and eight last. No, he didn't even pitch last year. Yeah, see, he was one and eight two years ago. See, that's brutal. See, he had a solid year, twenty sixteen, three point eight two ERA. But, but yeah. So yeah. Either way, like we're saying, that's they're they're nothing pickups. <laughs> Um, all right, so yeah, so that's our AL East. We got uh, Toronto, New York, Tampa, Boston, Baltimore. I so yeah, what were you gonna say? Oh, no, I'm I'm trying to think of if there's any other if I would switch any of those teams. I think we're, I think those are good, I think that's a good call. I mean, the only team. Honestly, the top three teams all have a possibility to win it. Like, Tampa could be as good as they were last year. The only thing I'm worried about is the Blue Jays. Like, I want to say they're going to win that division, but it's baseball loves to take what your stats are on paper and just throw them out the window. Yeah. Well, Toronto is very young, too. I mean, so you don't really know. They, They could have a, you know, fallback year. That's true. That's true. Whereas the Yankees last year, I think finished third, maybe second, but they were so injured all season. Like their top players missed the entire year, basically. So like if they came back fully healthy and ready to go, they could p- potentially be uh, win the division, but they got to stay healthy, which has been an issue for pretty much all their stars. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Toronto is definitely the favorite, but I wouldn't be super surprised if New York or Tampa won that division. But I don't think Boston or Baltimore, I think those two are locked in the bottom two. Um, so yeah, go to the AL Central then. Uh, yeah, good. We got the White Sox clearing that division. Yeah, the, White Sox. the White Sox are looking pretty good. The White Sox have been on, they've been in third place in that division. I, like, I'm an Indians fan, so I. Yeah, this, this is your is home. Division. Yeah, this is, this is your home. I'll, I'll let you, right. I'll let you take over for this one. But on paper, they look real good. They're, I like their been, rotation. Yeah, they've been young for quite a while, and they've been like slowly kind of bringing up their prospects and getting better and better every year. And now with the Indians getting rid of a bunch of good players, they're going to pass the Indians almost for sure, which I hate. But <laughs> And then the, the Twins are still really good. But, I mean, with, with the Indians, the Twins, and the White Sox, like the AL Central was arguably the best division in baseball the last two or three years. 
Yeah, and then the Dodgers and Padres said, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, even last year, the Twins finished with 36 wins, and the Indians and White Sox both finished with 35. So it's like, like that division was stacked last year. Yeah, that's that's pretty solid. But, But, yeah, so they added Adam Eaton, Liam Hendricks in the bullpen, and Lance Lynn from Texas as a starter. And they didn't lose pretty much anybody, so uh, yeah, they're gonna be good. Um, and yeah, the twins, the twins could definitely win it, but I don't know. I think Chicago is gonna be better this year. That's fair. That's and, fair. You know that division better than I do by far. Yeah, the the twins kind of just stayed. Like they lost a bunch of relief pitchers and then they added a bunch of relief pitchers. Like they got Andrelton Simmons at short now, but they're they're pretty much gonna be about where they were last year. So now the the big one for me and for a lot of baseball honestly is the Indians. I have in third. But (laughs) the Indians we're definitely sellers this offseason. Just a little bit. <laughs> Losing Francisco Lindor, Carlos Carrasco, Carlos Santana, and Brad Hand. That, that hurts even are, here. All of whom are or very recently were all all-stars. That, that just hurts to hear. Now, to be fair, <clears throat> the two shortstops we got back... Uh, Andres Jimenez and Ahmed Rosario have both looked really good in spring training. I think the Jimenez guy has like five home runs already or something. Like, yeah, hitting the cover off the ball. But like we were talking though, just before going live here, I don't put a whole lot of stock in yeah. spring training. I don't either. As far as like, I don't. I don't think. Um, like your numbers that you hit in spring training are going to translate to the season. Cause like pitchers are still getting warmed up and they're, they're like testing pitches out and new mechanics and stuff. But like, if you're hitting the ball hard, every time you come up that like it a uh, hard, wait, what's the stat hard hit ball percentage or something. Do they got stats for fucking everything these days? Yeah, it's basically if the exit velocity is over like 85 or something. Okay. So it's like basically if you hit solid contact on a on a hit, or even if you got out. So like it's a it's basically baseball's way of counteracting like, yeah, he crushed the ball, but he hit it like right at someone. Okay. So it's like he still hit the ball really well. It just happened to be right at somebody. But well, then he didn't hit it so well, did he? Well, He's not on I mean, base. <laughs> I mean, true, but like <laughs> if a guy's hitting the ball solid contact, like eighty percent of the time he comes off like that, he's gonna get his hits. Yeah, then there's just working on figuring out how to hit to where they ain't. Right, exactly. And a lot of that is luck, honestly. Unless they're shifting for you, then it's your fault. Oh yeah, <laughs> we better. We'll probably be getting into that one later. Yeah, but I mean, 
pretty much everyone agrees that the Indians lost that trade because they gave up Lindor and Carrasco and got back prospects. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? I mean, you never know. What if one of those two shortstops turns into the next like great shortstop? There's so many young, good shortstops in baseball. It's crazy. I know. The Giants have a few that they had last year that I think are both back this year that aren't getting playing time because they have a old guard shortstop playing. Shortstop right now. Uh, the Giants, uh, Brandon yeah. Crawford, is their everyday oh, shortstop. Still there? Yes. <laughs> Brandon Crawford's been in the majors I, for like twenty years. No, he hasn't. It, it's only been yeah, he's I'm only been in for like eight or nine, I think, maybe ten. He's not even actually that old. Um, yeah. I love him to death. He's one of my favorite. We share a name, brothers. <laughs> but I just there's a, they got the Giants got a couple new kids that I'll talk about or younger guys that I'll talk about when we get to them. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, to round out the AL Central, we got the Royals in fourth. <clears throat> they picked up Carlos Santana from the Indians. They got Mark or Mike Miner, who I feel like hasn't been a good pitcher in a while. I didn't even realize he was even still pitching. He's currently 33 he'll be yeah he won't turn 34 till after the season but last year he was one in six with like a five five era oh that's not very good i'm sorry last year he was two and 12 with (laughs) like a five five that means that's even worse <laughs> for three different teams last year oh Toronto Texas and Oakland and it figures but, Oakland would give them a shot yeah Oakland gives ball. everybody a shot <laughs> yeah but yeah he hasn't well in 2019 he went 14 and 10 with a 3 6 ERA okay that's good that's better than average yeah year before that 12 and 8 with a 4.1 so that's not, right around average. Yeah. I guess, I guess not he's bad, not like, that bad. Maybe just a bad like a year. Four, four starter or something like that. Yeah, that's not too bad. <clears throat> um, Wade Davis, they got who's a stud bullpen arm. Yeah, I like Wade Davis. And then uh, Andrew Benintendi from Boston, <clears throat> who's really good in the outfield. Yeah. And they all they didn't lose anybody according to my list. Nobody notable anyway. Yeah. So I mean I can't even I mean they went twenty six and thirty four last year, so Well, all right. I mean I can't, I can't imagine they had a ton of people gonna be notable anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um and then closing out the AL Central, we have the, the Tigers who have just been Awful for like Dude, that fall from years. grace was fast, just like I the mean, Giants. It was expected, though, because they locked up Victor Martinez and Miguel Cabrera for like 10 years apiece. So they have no money, and those guys aren't retiring. So you're just stuck with all this money on your books, and they're not like a huge market, so they're not spending a ton. That, that's true. That's true. 
I don't know. I just remember mm. the Tigers that the Giants faced in the World Series. And seeing them now, it's just sad. It's just you're a shell of yourselves. But then again, if you look at the Giants now, they're in I mean, literally the same boat. The Giants <laughs> were the NL for like a decade. Like uh -huh. every other year, the Giants were in the World Series. Yeah, it's, but, it felt like a decade, but even as a Giants fan, I have to admit, it really wasn't that long. It was like six years. Well, I think, well okay, true. But that's a long time in baseball. It's hard to stay relevant for that long. No, that, that's fair. That's fair. I feel spoiled as a Giants fan. I mean, honestly, the Indians have only been to the One World Series, but like, we, I, uh, I looked it up um, not too long ago. They have like, over the last... 15 years i think it was they have like the second best record in baseball like they're always good they just never can get over the hump like they're they're if you have a good front office in baseball where you can in a small market where you can sell off your big guys and get like reset your prospect tree for the future like you can stay relevant yeah <laughs> but, but so baseball, though, is not like a lot. Well, I mean, it's actually pretty much any major sport. Being in the middle of the pack is literally the worst place you could possibly be, though, because yeah. you're never rebuilding because you're always feeling like you have a shot because you're you're there. You're just not there. Does no. that make sense? Yeah. Like the Giants were there for a long time before they got good in like 2010, where they were middle of the pack. So they never sold off their guys so they could get prospects and actually rebuild but uh, it's like in my opinion it's like the worst place to be is like that middle ground I, I would argue baseball is the one where it matters the least because your draft means so little in baseball like in the other sports your draft is so important to restocking your, your players okay that's Whereas that's baseball, fair that's fair your draft position doesn't really matter because like half the guys you draft are either going to get traded before they make it to the majors or are never even going to see the majors. Okay, so, that that's fair. I, I, I'll i give you that one. That That's totally, totally I don't disagree fair. that like, you know, obviously there's teams that tank even in baseball. Oh, yeah. But there are teams that tank not to build. They just tank because they refuse to pay money to get good players. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like, <laughs> the like, Indians. like like people Literally hate on like the seventy so sixers because they tanked for what what was it like three or four years they tanked? Like that. And it was trust the process, trust this pro but look at them now. They have some of the best players, arguably yeah. the MVP of the league this year. So yeah. at least they came out of something. That those teams that just sell off are yeah. terrible though, when they don't actually try to rebuild. I agree. Um don't spill your beer. I'm not going to my little, uh, what is it? The little thing I put it on stuck to the bottom of the cup. No. Um, Scared the shit out of me for a second. Yeah. So recap of the Yale Central. White Sox, Twins, Indians, Royals, Tigers. It pains me to say it, but here we are. The AL West. The yeah. Oakland A's are going to win the AL West because of one reason. Everyone else sucks. <laughs> okay, because of two reasons. <laughs> Everyone else sucks, and 
they got Sergio Romo. Sergio okay. Romo, all they got to do is get in the postseason. He will take them to the promised land. Well, I mean, they already <laughs> won the division last year. Dude, the, so the A's are like the gods of winning their division and doing nothing with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I They've probably won their division five times in the last 10 years, and I don't think they've made it out of the first round. Yeah. Um, uh, that sounds right. I loosely keep an eye on them because I'm a Giants fan and they're one of the local teams. Right. Um, but it just it hurts me to watch because it's they they're so good in the regular season that they get to the postseason and it's just what happened. Yeah. <clears throat> I there was a while there where um the Mariners were like the team to beat in that division when they had Nelson Cruz and oh yeah Adrian yeah Encarnacion and they were just they were scoring like ten to twelve runs a game and, <laughs> just, and they had Felix Hernandez and, yeah Felix and, Hernandez when he was like really good yeah but yeah um I mean so they did lose Marcus Simeon Chris Davis and Liam Hendricks which are all really yeah good the, players. The problem, they, but like you, like you said to start, most of the other teams in that division just aren't doing anything. So even though they did yeah. lose people, I still think they're going to be ahead of the pack. The Astros, yeah. since they won their World Series in seventeen and all the cheating scandals and all that, have yeah. literally been decimated. Like it's not even well, close. I mean, yeah, I think um, the Angels. You can just yeah, count we'll them about out. The Astros in a second. Yeah. <clears throat> I okay, so wait, maybe you and I do disagree because I have the Angels finishing second. Oh, really? I so they might so the Angels are another one like the A's for me, mm -hmm. even no matter how much I see them add, and I'm like, that's a good move, it never produces postseason play. Agree, totally agree. Um, so but, even, even if they get up there in their division, it's I don't think it's gonna mean anything. Yeah. I would put them probably third in their division okay so but so not probably not far off from yours because you said you had them second if, but if people can stay healthy mike trout obviously is a monster That's mike trout is hands down. the most underrated superstar of our generation yeah well i think that's just baseball doesn't market their players well that and they haven't seen a lot of posts they've he's literally seen well, one postseason okay, game yeah, in his okay. career so and the national skill for him yeah and being west coast a lot of people don't watch their games that's they start at like 10 o'clock on the east coast that's true that's very fair <clears throat> um but they added kurt suzuki who's a solid catcher dexter fowler who's older but a solid player um jose iglesias is a decent shortstop they got like five new relief pitchers two new starting pitchers and the only thing they lost was like an average relief pitcher and they still have um oh my god what's his name the pitcher who hits a dh shohei otani yeah i don't know why i couldn't remember that's actually name. one of the things i want to i want to talk about at some okay. point is just two-way players can can there actually be a legitimate two-way player I mean, in the league I would argue he is. <laughs> I mean, I guess 
Okay. It depends I mean, what you consider two-way, because, like, he, he pitches once every five days, and then he's just a DH. I mean, so I, there are talks, I was hearing talks of him actually playing more of the field this year. Okay. I don't know how true it is, Travis. I, it's just rumors and things that you hear on this channel or that channel or from this news outlet. But there's... It sounds like they might try to be getting him in to some actual fielding duties, which I don't know if he yeah. can pitch field and hit. He's got a, I think two oh, yeah. is already a lot. Yeah. Especially if I you're gonna have him pitch in DH or I don't yeah. know. Um but my only point was why I put them second. I know they always underachieve, but they added a lot of players who are good solid players even if they're some of them are on the you know back end of their career well yeah like the two two that i that stick out to me that i really like that they got is kurt suzuki and dexter fowler yeah i love dexter fowler even though he's very much like a step slow or maybe even two steps slower than he used to be yeah i mean he's like um, definitely mid-30s now. yeah and kurt suzuki played for the a's for a while i actually got to see him play i like his style yeah, so Dexter Fowler's 34. Which um, isn't but, surprising. Uh, okay, wait. He hasn't been good. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been good in a while, but I still like him. 233 last year, 238 the year before, 180 the year before that. 180, below, anything below the Mendoza line. Yeah. That hurts. Uh, but, I mean... If he can hit a couple home runs, steal a few bases. Yeah, I don't think he has to do much there. I think he's more a veteran presence. I also but then again, they have, have a lot of veteran presences. To see if he's even going to be a starter. Uh, I would bet not. Get it real quick. Step chart. Oh, yeah, they have him slated first slot for right field. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I think, I mean, I guess right field isn't that bad. I mean, he's still a good outfielder, like defensively. Yeah, like I definitely wouldn't put him in center anymore. I, I mean, I mean, honestly, if you, well, I guess he's old too. I was going to say, maybe five years ago, if you looked at their outfield, it would be stacked. <laughs> right? <laughs> Justin Upton, Mike Trout, and Dexter Fowler. That like, would be an crap. insane outfield a couple <laughs> years ago. Like, maybe five years ago. Now I'm six like, years ago. okay, well, two of those guys are definitely past their prime. <laughs> I don't know what Justin Upton's done in the last few years, but... I haven't heard his name a lot, so I can't imagine a time. 204, 215, 257, 255. Although, although it looks like he's hitting... Oh, okay, never mind. I was going to say, it looks hit. like he's hitting 500 in spring training, but he's only got two plate appearances, so he that doesn't count. 30 home runs two years ago. Uh, he hit nine last year in 60 games, so that's one every six games. That's pretty solid. I don't know. I mean, we'll see, but either way, so I have them second, you would put them third. Yeah, I'd put them third. 
So then I'm assuming you would have the Astros second. Probably. What division are you putting in second? Uh, probably. I'd, I'd, ha I'd, I'd have to. I, yeah. The Mariners are terrible. Yeah, the Mariners are awful, and the the Rangers. The Rangers are, are, are like even worse. The Rangers, I think, might have been the worst team in baseball last year. See, I thought it was going to be the Giants, but that oh, wasn't no. the case. I'm sorry, the, the Padres were the worst team in baseball. Or, I'm sorry, the Pirates, Pirates. Okay, I was going to say, oh yeah, Pittsburgh at 19 and 41. They're only three games worse. It's not like they were, they were yeah. miles ahead. Yeah, I, I would have to put the Astros up. I just, um, okay. and I mean, honestly, so. maybe it's just my bias because being in California, I hear about the Angels a lot and I see them fail every year as soon as the postseason starts, but that doesn't necessarily mean regular season-wise they're not going to do well. Yeah. Um, the only reason I put them, I put the Esters third is because they lost, um, they lost uh, George Springer, who's a huge part of that team. And the only thing they did was add three, like, average relief pitchers and an old, like, backup catcher. That's that's fair. I mean, and honestly, you might be right. You Your assessment of it might be a little more fair. I'm just, I mean, man, it very much could be just recency and location bias on my part. With that said, like, they still have Altuve and Correa and several other solid players yeah like their team is an absolute garbage but i just hope that they get hit by pitches a lot again because <laughs> that was a lot of fun to watch <laughs> Not gonna lie, i had a lot of fun watching that that year. was that was a lot of fun but i'm glad that it happened during a shortened season and yeah. i hope they just get it done because like it was i'm yeah. glad a team finally got what they deserved but i don't necessarily know if i want to see it for a whole nother season <laughs> With that said, we'll touch on this for just a second. Last year, there weren't any fans in the stands. This year, <clears> there are. Uh, it might man. happen for a full another year every no. time they go on the road. See, I don't, I don't There's know. There's going to be signs. There's going to be people yelling. I mean, I know time. that that's going to happen, but I don't know if I want to see it happen. I'm Partially because team. most of the people that were on that team aren't even there anymore. There, I mean, yeah, there's still a few, but m the majority of them are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, they weren't necessarily the face of the team at the time. The guys that are still there were the face of the team at the time. So take that how you will. But in general, I would say the majority of those team, that team is gone. I don't know if I want to see that anymore. Uh, yeah. I... I don't want to see them get hit by pitchers <laughs> anymore, but I'm not against the people yelling at them because they didn't oh, get a yeah, chance. Oh yeah, no, they need to get heckled like crazy. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely need that. But I I don't know if I want to see it on the field anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, that I agree. Anyway, um, okay, and then so what? Mariners in fourth. In that division, yeah, they didn't really add anybody. They added a couple pitchers, and none of them are 
big names really. James Paxton, I guess, is a decent starter, but I mean, they're not going to get better. I don't. I don't see Seattle being anything <laughs> spectacular this year. No. And then the Rangers to close out that division. <clears throat> they're bad. <laughs> yeah. Looking at some of their notable guys, I'm like, uh, see, I'm I don't mind the Chris Davis pickup from Oakland because Chris, Chris Davis, Davis is, is pretty good, Cowboy. but you're yeah. losing Elvis Andrus. They basically just swapped. Yeah, start, uh, starting shortstop. And I don't, and, I don't know if I make that trade. I don't know if I make that swap. I'm almost wondering if. Well, I'd have to look at their contracts, but. I'm curious if, like, Elvis Andrews is still under contract for a few years and Chris Davis is, like, on the last year of his. So they were trying to, like, free money for next year or something. Maybe because they got uh, Jonah Hine from Oakland as well from a trade. I don't know if it was from the same trade, I imagine. So Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I would imagine that... Davis is on the last year, so they sweeten the pot by giving the extra player. Yeah. I mean, is Jonah Heim good? <laughs> I've I, never even heard of him. I was just about to say, I've never... I live an hour and a half from that stadium, and I don't know who that is. He played in 13 games last year, so he was their backup catcher, I'm assuming. Okay. He batted 270... No home runs, no extra bases, hits at all. Five RBIs in 13 games. So, I mean, backup catcher. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, do they have contracts on this site? I don't know if they do. I don't think so. Uh, which one are you looking for? I can look it up real quick. I was looking up Chris Davis and Elvis Andrews. I'll look up Elvis Andrews real quick. Oh, they do. Oh, oh no, dear. wait. This just has a salary. It doesn't. Okay, wait. So. So he, Elvis Chris Andrews. Is a... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Chris Davis is a free agent next year. So, okay, so when did he sign this deal? Because it said Andrus signed an eight-year deal with the Rangers, but I'm trying to figure out when he signed that. In 2015, so we're in 2021. So, so he's still got three years on his deal. Yeah. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so, yeah, basically what I said then. He's under contract for a few years. Chris Davis is off the books next year. Also, why did I put him as a shortstop? Chris Davis is an outfielder. <laughs> I didn't even realize that at first. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just looking players and I know who he is, so I didn't even look at it. Uh, um, anyway, the Rangers are going to be bad. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, Chris Davis is a really good player, but he can't, he's not going to carry that team. Although he had a really bad year last year, but I also don't really put any stock into last year's stats. Yeah, last year was such an anomaly of a year with how short it was and everything. Yeah. A lot of people didn't play. 
Um, but yeah, so that's the AL West, which is, I have it as Oakland, LA, Angels, Houston, Seattle, Texas. You have it as Oakland, Houston, LA. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <clears throat> so. That one will be an interesting one, though, because all the teams are so bad. Win. Yeah. And then whatever team wins that division will be out of the playoffs in the first round. Yeah. Like the, and I don't know, maybe, maybe the A's finally do something with it. <laughs> I mean, maybe. maybe the Angels finally get Mike Trout into some postseason games that he deserves to be in. Yeah. He um, definitely does. The guy is by far the best player in baseball. And it's not even close. Since he since he was a rookie. When he was a rookie, he was already the best player in baseball. Yeah. And I would argue that it's literally not even close. No, I agree. Um did you and, see that, like, wins above replacements? Dude, isn't he at, like, 60-something wins above replacement? Like, or 80-something? He's by far the highest in the history of baseball. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's unreal. It just sucks because you don't get to see him play. Because he's not on the nationally televised big games. Don't get him in those postseasons. Yeah. Yeah, you just never see him. Hmm. I'm trying to find it No I can't Of course So that's all the AL at least Yeah Let's go into the National League This is your (sighs) Kind (laughs) of So I know the NL West Really well I know, uh, I know, like some. I mean, I, I know, know a few of them. I, just... I, I know the most of them. Um, yeah. The Mets this year, we've got going number one in the NL East. We'll start there. Um, they have been just adding and adding and adding all off season. It's unreal. I think some of the people they've gotten, if I'm not mistaken. The did you say the Mets? Yeah. Yeah. Like they, it was well, like I mean, they got Lindor from the Indians. Yeah, they got Lindor um, and Carrasco from the Indians. But that's not all they got either. No, uh, they're at the bottom. Oh yeah, there we go. There we go. There, in that there division, they got Joey Lucchese, <clears throat> decent starting pitcher. Uh, they got them from San Diego. Trevor yeah. May, relief pitcher. Um. On paper, I they don't other than the two that they got from Cleveland, not a ton of like moves on paper. I just have a feeling I mean, they're gonna be really good. So that Taiwan Walker. He's good. Um, I didn't see his stats from last, last year season, though. He was two and one as a starter in six starts with a one thirty seven ERA. It, like you said, that's six I mean, starts. What was, to, is, was he a rookie last year? No, he's been in the league for seven I, years. I was going to say, that name sounds familiar. Over his career, he's 35 and 34, but he has a 380 ERA. So, it's, be, it's, so it's better than average. It's not like yeah. incredible, but it's definitely better than average. 
So, I mean, yeah. They, I think they're going to be good. I There's a lot of buzz yeah. around New York, but I feel like there's always a lot of buzz around New York because it's New York. Yeah, I mean, totally fair. I don't disagree, but I I have to put them as the leaders of that division. The only ones who would be a competitor would be the Braves. I was going to say, I'm I'm kind of liking the Braves, but I don't know if I would put them over New York. The only thing is, and we'll talk about this more with the West, is whether how much stock you put in uh, continuity, like having the same team. Because mm. New York is a very, I mean, almost like half their players are going to be new. As so, opposed to the Braves, who have a lot of returning players. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into that into the West. I'll say I'll save it for for when we get to the NL West. Um, yeah, because the Braves added some good players too. Yeah, I like I was just looking at some of the notable notable ads for the Braves, and I really like Charlie Morton. Drew Smiley is good. Yeah. Um, Jason Kipnis is okay. He's better than Probably, average. Yeah, he's he's like just above average second yeah. baseman. So like, I the moves that they made were good. I don't know if I necessarily like losing Melancone, but I'm also I, he pitched a lot better for Atlanta than he did for the Giants. So I'm a little salty about that too. <laughs> <laughs> All he was was hurt yeah. for the Giants. I feel felt like. Um, but the, but when he's right, he's really good, and they lose him. I don't know how yeah, I feel about that's that. A big loss. <clears throat> um, it also depends whether you are kind of new school thinking when it comes to bullpens, where like you know if your starter gives you five or six, that's what you want, as opposed to old school baseball where it's you know your starter should go seven or eight. No, I like my starters to go minimum of six, usually around seven, if not eight. But I, because I like, I don't mind having a setup guy and a closer. So right. if you can get seven, that's all I need, in my right. opinion. Because then I'll have my setup guy and my middle relief for that extra inning to do perfect matchups as much as you can, righty, lefty, whatever the matchup may be. Um, and then just hand it over to my closer in the ninth inning and say, game is yours, go close it out. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, um, I don't like it when I see guys go five innings, especially when there's nothing wrong, they're throwing well, they're just getting pulled because the analytics say you pull them. Yeah, That kind of stuff drives well, me nuts. I think with... Um, <laughs> um, with kind of that new school what? <laughs> um, with that new school kind of thinking it's it's not even just like they're getting pulled after five for no reason all the time a lot of times it's like they're more willing to throw more balls and like work the count more than like like come in and just throw strikes. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm still. I, I'm. Greg Matthew. Greg Maddox would beg would to differ. Seven. He would say you could do both. Yeah. 
I would um, still prefer my starters to go six and a half, seven. But... Yeah. Like if I've got a co- if as a manager, if I've got to cover two innings of the game or two and a half, three innings of the game, it's better than having to worry about how to cover four or five innings of the game. Yeah. That, and I'm sure from a just a managerial spot, it's probably a lot easier to manage that way when it's short and you can mismatch guys. Yeah, but, honestly, it's funny because it's like the Indians who kind of started that when they got um, Andrew Miller with uh, uh, Cody Allen, and we had like basically three three closers <clears throat> to round out our game, uh, close out the games. So it's it was the Indians who kind of started that with. Um, Terry Francona I know. in the playoffs three or four years ago. but Gotta have a starter. Starter before your starter. Yep. Sorry. I hate that idea. Yeah. That idea is absolute asinine. <laughs> Hot take but... it away. I don't, I literally, that I think that is the worst thing that I've seen in baseball in the last like five years. Yeah. A starter for a starter. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, so anyway, sure. we'll see. It it could be the Braves that win that division. It could be um the Mets. It really just depends how quick the Mets gel and get everything kind of working. Yeah, but. other than that, I don't really think there's much of note. I you could probably interchange the bottom three teams and it wouldn't surprise me anyway. Between the Nationals, the Marlins, and the Phillies. I think the Phillies are probably the worst of the three. Yeah, I think the Phillies are the worst in that division. But I don't think it's so different that someone couldn't get hot and put themselves above the other. The Nationals had a lot of injuries last year, which caused them to be very bad. But they added so many players, like good players. So I wouldn't be surprised. Added uh, Josh Bell, who's a stud. Kyle Schwarber, who I've I've always thought was like the most overrated player in baseball. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'd Brad go that Hand far, but an yeah. elite closer. Alex Avila is a solid catcher. Ryan Zimmerman's a good third baseman. John Lester's old as shit, but yeah, John. <laughs> How old is John Lester? He's, he's, he's got to be like thirty six. Crazy. Part. He's got to be like thirty six. I can't imagine he's, he's older 37? than thirty six. Is he thirty seven? Yeah, he just turned thirty seven uh-huh. in January. I was close. I was gonna say that sounds that feels about right. But like two years ago, he went thirteen and ten with a four four ERA. <laughs> the year before that, he won eighteen and six with a three three ERA. Like he's still good. <laughs> yeah, but that just means that this is this is the year he falls off the cliff, right? I mean, probably. I don't know Jeremy Jeffries. I don't know him. When I made this list, I looked all these guys up to make sure they were notable. Yeah, I did at one point, too. Some of these guys I just don't know. Lester, he went 4-1 and with a 150 ERA. That's pretty good, even though it's short. 
Uh, oh, he's a relief pitcher. Wait, did I have him as a starter? No, yeah, you did. Oh, he's a relief pitcher. Ah, uh, okay, okay. The year before that, he went. He had a one twenty nine ERA, three sixty five. So like, he's a good reliever. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait, where did he pitch? Milwaukee, Chicago, Texas, Toronto. He's been all over the place. But anyway, they added some really good players, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them go three. Phillies, I think, are the worst. Yeah, I think Phillies end that are the worst in that division by far. Miami went to the playoffs last year, which I mean, like, I know it's COVID shortened year. Extended like, to. They added it. They basically bought a whole new bullpen. <laughs> like, literally, what is that? Six new relief pitchers? That's insane. Yeah. Most of them are good, too. And Adam Duvall is, at least he was above average from what I remember. Yeah, he's decent. Um, But yeah, most of those relief pitchers are pretty solid, too. Uh, So, I don't know. We'll see. They have the, uh, this was actually um, Miami hired the first female GM. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Good shit. Uh, I have to look her name up because I don't want to mess it up. Um, but yeah, yeah, she's the one who made all these moves. I'm and... gonna. I gotta break the seal. I can't believe it. Only an hour in. Um, <laughs> but go ahead and I'll keep talking. Cover yeah. over the NL East, and I'll be right back. Okay. Um, I'm gonna butcher her name. Um, hopefully you guys won't hear this okay so apparently it's Kim Ng like Kim NG is her last name but yeah first first female GM I'm pretty sure I might be wrong on this but I think she's the first female uh, front office, like, executive in general. So it's a big deal. Um, really cool. And pretty much everyone agrees that so far, the, the Marlins offseason has been really good. So seems like she's doing a good job, which is always nice. And then, um, okay. So that's what I have. And then closing out that division is the Phillies for me and him. Uh, the Phillies were not good last year. They they added a couple players, but nobody really good. They got a few relief pitchers, um, a starter. Nothing, nothing too noteworthy. But, um, yeah, solid. The, that... I think that division might be the one that's the most up for grabs, honestly. I I don't disagree with you on that. As as far I should say this, as far as the top four teams, the most up for grabs, I wouldn't be surprised if any of the top four won it. 
Even That's... though I think the Mets are brave as well, I wouldn't be super surprised if the Marlins or Nationals were up there. Yeah, I mean, I would, be, I would be shocked if the Phillies won. No. <laughs> but um, probably not going to be the closest division. That will probably go NL West, but we'll get there. <laughs> For one and two, maybe. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. But, like, as far as the disparity for the whole division, I think this one could be the closest. Um, but, yeah, so NL East wrap-up. Uh, New York Mets, Atlanta Braves, Washington Nationals, Miami Marlins, Philadelphia Phillies <clears throat> is what I have. And then, then it's we the said NL maybe could swap Atlanta and New York. Yeah, I could see that going back and forth, but I'd stick with the Mets because I think on paper they might have a little more talent. Yeah, I actually... Sorry. I, I feel like the... Uh, Miami could be a surprise team this year. You're going to try and pick them for a dark horse team? I could see it. <clears throat> like, I, I don't think they'll win the division, but I wouldn't be surprised if they make the wild card again. Okay, that's fair. Like, I, I think the division will be Mets or Braves, but if one of those teams collapses, I wouldn't be super surprised if the Marlins... Kind of sneak their way up. Yeah. Go, no, this is my spot. Wait, what? And they go, no, this is my spot. Oh, right. Look out of here. Um, <laughs> okay, so we'll move on NL Central. Let's see, this for me... I don't know. This is the most boring. Other than the Cubs, who appear to have gotten a lot this year in the offseason. Yeah. This is like the most boring division. Because well, I. The, the Pirates are probably going to be the worst team in baseball again. Yeah. I don't think there's any um, question of that. The Pirates were already the worst team in baseball by a bit. Well, and that's what I lost. Josh Bell and Joe Musgrove, who are both arguably some of the best at their position. That's why I don't think uh, it's going to be a good year for this division. Yeah. But the, the, um, well, the like Cardinals I said, got Nolan Arenado, which is huge. And then the Cubs got a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Cubs it's, is yeah. really, like... I think they're Cubs if everyone appears to play. I mean, they got Zach Davies. They got Jake Arrieta makes his return. Yeah. I, oh, mean, I mean, Jock, Pe Jock Peterson or Peterson. I could never remember how to fucking pronounce his name. I think it's Peterson. I mean, I think they're going to be. They're probably. Uh, I, I, I know you have the. Cardinals winning that division, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Cubs win. Um, yeah. I think part of the reason I picked the Cardinals was um, that the people that the Cubs added didn't impress me enough to think they're going to get better after losing you, Darvish. But like you don't you don't think Jake Arrieta is just as good as you, Darvish? No. 
Jake Arietta over the last three seasons has like a if I'm just gonna guess on an average here, like a four seven ERA. That would not surprise me at all. Four point one, four point six, five point one. Yeah. And he's gotten worse every year. Yeah, but last... but that's because he hasn't been in Chicago. He's gonna come back to Chicago and just destroy yeah. everyone. <laughs> okay, first off. For the last six years, his ERA has gone down every single year for six years, and three of those years were in Chicago. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> anyway, Zach, da- like, Zach Davies is solid. Trevor Williams is okay. Jack Peterson's a good outfielder. Like, that's a good pickup. Yeah, like, the people they got aren't bad this year. But then, like, I look at those, the four relief pitchers they got, and, like, I know Pedro Strope. I don't even know the other three. Yeah, I don't either. Jonathan like, Holder was not even that good. Like, I don't know. I I have a hard time seeing them being better. <clears throat> That's fair. Maybe, That's fair. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the Cardinals losing no one and gaining Nolan Arenado is a huge boost. You're not wrong. But like you said, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs win that. I just I don't see it personally. And then I mean, also I mean the Reds were right there last year too. Like I don't even know how I how did I predict this that's why I'm saying I did to me though that is the most boring division. Cubs or Reds. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I don't so, expect much from that division. Just to say, like, so I have the Cardinals at one, the Cubs at two, Reds at three. The Reds lost a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't think the Reds and are going to be that great. Didn't really get anyone back. Brewers at four. They, they didn't really get anybody either. Um, Brett Anderson, who's like 40. Colton Wong's actually pretty good at second base. He's a good second baseman. I think he was with Pittsburgh, I want to say. Um, but I, I don't think they did anything to um, improve themselves. I was wrong. He's with the Cardinals. Um, and then the Pirates are just god awful. Yeah. So my they're only the worst team in baseball. Yeah, and then they're going to be the best players, and then only got prospects back. They didn't get a single major leaguer back. No, they're they're going to be garbage again. Like if they're over fifty wins, I'd be surprised. Ooh, it would be really. When we bad. get closer like, to the season, when we get closer season. to the season, we should do some over unders for some of the big teams. I think that, I think that'd be fun. We'll we'll set we'll figure out what we're gonna do for the over unders. Maybe we'll just go by what the Vegas line is for over unders and yeah. give our predictions for it. <clears throat> um, mine's pretty much the same, except for I would switch. I think Chicago's probably gonna take that, um, and I think St. Louis is gonna regress a little bit. I think they're gonna sit right behind them. Bottom three oh, I have yeah. is the same. Yeah, I, Cincinnati, the Brewers, and I then think, Pirates. I think Cincinnati's a lock for the third spot. Yeah, I don't think they're going to fall any lower than the third spot. Yeah, I think those three, I don't think there's like 
any interchangeability there. I think it's Reds, Brewers, Pirates. I, I think those three are pretty locked. Um, I, I wouldn't disagree there. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if the Cardinals took it, but I, I'm predicting we, the Cubs are going to take that division and Cardinals are going to sit right behind them. That's fair. I, and, I can't really disagree with that. They did a lot more in the offseason. They just not as big of splashes. And then, but, and yeah. then we make it to the big dog division of baseball this year. Well, yeah. I, I told you like a week ago when we were first setting this up that I think whoever wins this division wins the World Series. I don't know if I disagree with that. I think this division has the two biggest heavy hitters in baseball this year, and I don't yeah. I don't think it's really that close. I think the drop-off yeah. is pretty far from these the top two mm-hmm. teams here. I'll let you go with who you have set up first for your number one and number two, and then and why, and I'll go with who I think okay so i personally have the padres winning the nl west and the dodgers in second um the padres did so much this offseason it's (laughs) fucking insane that's an understatement all all stars almost everyone they got (laughs) is an all-star they got you darvish not an all-star now but definitely has been and he's still a good pitcher Blake's now all-star. Joe Musgrove, all-star. So that's a whole, basically a whole new starting pitching staff. That's your one through three right there. <laughs> <laughs> and they're insane. Uh, uh, Jerickson Profar at second is really good. Mark Melancon, you just talked about when we were talking about Atlanta, is a good relief pitcher. Yeah, when, he, when, when he's right and healthy, he's good. <laughs> And then they signed Fernando Tatis Jr. to a 14-year extension. Okay, can we just talk about that for a second? That's just un- yeah. that's obscene. Yeah. It's dumb as shit. It never works when people do this. And it's so dumb. But here we are. Um, <laughs> so I just, I can't envision that team not being in first. That's an all, like they built an all-star team for their regular season team. I just... I, I I don't know. So you have Padres first. Yeah, and then obviously that means Dodgers second. <clears throat> the Dodgers obviously were the best team in baseball last year. And then they added Corey ba- uh, Corey Bauer, Trevor Bauer and Corey Neville, who are both very good. <laughs> I mean, Trevor Bauer won the Cy Young last year. And he was he finished second in the Cy Young the year before that in the American League, and I think he was in the top five the year before that. So like, I don't know. They're good, and they didn't really lose anyone. Dylan Florio is a decent reliever, but like, not not great. That's so fair. That's fair. basically bringing back the same team with a Cy Young winning pitcher. Thanks for so. making my point for me. They're bringing back the team they just won the World Series with. They're not losing anybody of note. Nobody. Nobody big anyway. And then they're adding Trevor Bauer on top of that already pretty monster rotation. I'm telling, I I have Dodgers, as much as this pains me to say, you have no (laughs) idea how much this hurts. 
being a Giants and, fan. But the Dodgers yeah. are going to win the division again. They're they're going to go on. They're probably going to make a deep run if like if they don't win at all. It would not surprise me if they went back to back. Um, yeah, I do think I mean, that the Padres added a lot, but a lot of those guys are playing in San Diego. Not obviously not for the first time because you play away games, but I mean like it's not like any yeah. of them are coming back home to play and they're all stars. There, it's a lot of moving parts. It's kind of uh, I just I don't know. I mean, if I could be wrong, if they all click and everything just hits. You're right. I think they're just as good, but I even think on paper the Dodgers are just a better team. I I think their rotation's I, slightly better. I think that their position players are overall if you went position by position, I would bet you you would put the Dodgers over the Padres. I mean, Aside from, a, aside from a handful. I don't want to do it today. Maybe we could break that down. Since this is like the only thing we really disagree on on this list, maybe we'll do that next week and we'll break down why. But I just, I think if we broke it down, I think the, I think the Dodgers would come out on top. I even think you'd agree with it. I'm just saying, I think you're, I'm not going to go through position by position, but I think you're also forgetting that they also have Eric Hosmer who is one of the best first basemen in baseball. And they have Manny Machado, who, like, is maybe a little overrated, but he's still a stud. Overrated. He's still a stud. You can't deny overrated. that. I'm sorry. I, I think Manny... Personally, every year. personally, I think Manny Machado is a dirty player, and I do not like him. I don't like him. That doesn't mean he's bad. I, I don't think he's as good as people think he is, I don't I, I don't think he's a garbage player. Don't get me wrong. Like he is definitely an all-star. He is one of the top players. I'm not gonna say he's not, because that would just be stupid. But I don't like him at all. And I don't think he's as good as people think he is. But I I just think I think the Dodgers take that division. But I think that's a fight. I think that division gets decided in the last half a week of the season if not week of the season that i think is i think the nl west even though my giants are going to be very low on the list for that division i think that division is going to be one of the most exciting divisions to watch at the end of the year i agree <clears throat> unless one of these teams does what they have the potential to do and they win like 115 to 120 games <laughs> okay that's that's true like if the dodgers or the padres just decide to blow everybody out then yeah but i don't see that happening i think they're gonna stay in pace with each other that's not how baseball works it even good teams lose to bad teams it's just that's one of the best things about baseball um, but yeah so all right so we clearly okay. disagree about this too, yeah but, but we have <laughs> yeah after those two i think we're pretty much in lockstep with the Diamondbacks at number three, the Giants at number four. Oh, excuse me. And the Rockies at the end of the division. The Giants, I'm actually, I as a Giants fan, I almost want to put them at the very last just because I oh, really, last. yeah. I thought you were going to say you might want to put them at third. No. Because that's I, where I was thinking. No, no, no. 
I'm gonna be hard on my Giants here for a minute. I do not like. I'm, and maybe it's just because I got so used to something, and maybe it's just the Homer in me. Is I don't like our new manager. I don't like Dave Kapler. I I see what uh, Farhan, our general manager, is trying to do, and he's trying to do the money ball thing because he literally worked under Billy Bean with the A's. That's where he got his start. Um. But I also saw what he did with L.A. Literally, L.A. is what they are now because of him. Like, he helped cultivate those that talent and trade people strategically to get them where they are. Yeah, but <clears throat> I will say this. San Francisco is a bigger market team than Oakland. Much bigger. I would say it's, a, it's probably one and a half, if not twice the size. Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying he's got the money to spend, which... He did. He brought in a lot of people. Okay, so he brought in a lot of people, but none of these guys are, like, like great. Anthony D. Scalfini are both salads. So salad Tommy Listella is probably the best person he's brought in. I mean, they brought in freaking Alex Wood. He hasn't pitched in, like, two years just I mean, to give him a shot. i mean but that's what i mean like and that's what makes farhan good is he takes a shot on people that maybe you wouldn't and then he gets lucky every once in a while and then he looks like a genius but uh, alex wood pitched the last he hasn't had a year off are you sure because i swear everything i saw said he didn't pitch for like a year and a half in nine games last year, he wasn't good, but he pitched in nine <laughs> games. Okay, fair. In seven games the year before that, so he probably got hurt. Yeah. And then before that, he was with the Dodgers, pitched in over 30 games a year. Okay, maybe maybe I'm wrong then. But, I mean, he's also younger than I thought he was, by the way. Yeah, I thought Alex Wood was older. He's only 30. Ooh, I thought he was at least like three or four years older. Uh, at uh, least so did i but i think um, i think what might be happening is we're confusing him with carrie wood who's uh, <laughs> yeah, been retired for like five years ten years mm, yeah uh he retired in 2012 so yeah so like almost 10 years oh uh, yeah um uh. yeah i mean alex wood isn't a terrible pickup to like take a flyer on and see how he does put him as your fifth starter he could be really good he yeah, could the problem is just the giants him. hold on i'm gonna look at what their depth chart is because i haven't looked at their depth chart in a little while but okay. i can't remember them having anybody of note I on their pitching staff you and i can both agree here the rockies are the worst team in the division oh yeah fuck the rockies, the rockies <laughs> were the second worst team last year uh-huh. And they lost Nolan Arenado. And okay, so as of March 3rd, when I made this list, they're the only team in baseball to not bring in a single major league player since free agency started. They haven't brought in a single major league player on free agency or in a trade. Yeah, see, that hurts. Like, how do you lose your best player and not replace? anyone yeah <laughs> i agree i agree with you on that one no we are 100 percent in agreement yeah they better the, have some damn good prospects coming the, up the rockies are going to be terrible this year now i actually had considered putting giants third and diamondbacks fourth i did 
Diamondbacks third, but the Diamondbacks didn't really add anyone that good. Like, Joaquin Soria is solid, but he's old. Tyler Clippard is older. Same with this Drupal Cabrera. Drupal Cabrera's got to be coming in as, like, a utility infielder. There's no way I would imagine. Their starter. If he's going to be their starter, they're in rough shape. But... Yeah, that that division is going to be a runaway division. It's going to be the top two teams are leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. No question. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if outside of the Dodgers and Padres, if any of the teams struggled to get 80 wins, 60, 70 wins. Yeah. Because they they are going to have a full season, at least it's planned this year. Yeah. They have as Drupal Cabrera listed as their... Second string, second baseman, third string, third baseman, second string shortstop. So he's just a utility. Okay, yeah, so he's just a backup utility guy. Um, so, like, that's a no, that's a worthless pickup, essentially. Yeah. And then they got a few relief pitchers, two of which are older. So, I, I don't know. I feel like the Diamondbacks didn't do much to get better. The Giants did a lot to get better, and they were already better than the Diamondbacks last year. So, yeah, I just know what the Giants are capable of. They're <laughs> capable of great things, as we saw World Series championships in the early in the 2010s. But I've also seen them with great players do absolutely nothing. I would argue, ever since the Diamondbacks lost Paul Goldschmidt, they've just slowly declined. That was, what, two years ago? Three years ago now? You're honestly not wrong with that. I didn't really think about that, but that's it's actually a good, like, genesis point for when they did slowly start to kind of regress. Yeah. Gold Goldschmidt is a stud. Like, Yeah, yeah. 100%. It's going to hurt your team. But, yeah, I, I don't know. So, I mean, we kind of differ a little, but... We definitely differ on the top two. Yeah, definitely top two. I, I then, think the Dodgers are going to take that 100%. I think three and four is a toss-up between Giants and Diamondbacks. I would actually... I put Diamondbacks, but I'm thinking I would actually lean Giants, and then Rockies are... Arguably could challenge Pittsburgh for the worst team in baseball. See, every time I think the Giants are going to suck, they actually do semi-okay. So I probably think they're going to suck, but they're probably going to be in, like, third place. Maybe I'd fourth. Actually, I'd be really curious if the Diamond or the, the Rockies trade Trevor Story sometime before the trade deadline. Is there rumors that he's going to be going? Yeah. It would be interesting. Yeah. But Trevor Story, think- Trevor Story's first base, right? Mm, shortstop. No, shortstop. Fuck. The Giants need to cut Brandon Belt and get a good first baseman. Yeah, so the the only news stories with Trevor Story are that the Rockies are not planning on extending his contract, which if you're not planning on extending him, why would you not trade him and try to get something back? I've never really understood that. I get that some teams just don't want to deal with the hassle. They just like, we cut our ties, we're good to go. Whatever. Yeah. But why, if you could get something back, why wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what the Indians do, literally with every good player like, we have. Even if it's we, nothing, like even if it's just prospects or potential picks down the road, just get something back. We either try to 
trade them or like if they look like they're going to be good, we'll sign them to like a six year contract when they're like still in arbitration so that we lock them up for, you know, quite a while. That's like all the Indians do. Like with Lindor, we knew before he even made the majors that he was going to be an all-star like stud and had no chance of re-signing him. See, the Giants have a really bad habit of doing like the opposite. We wait for you to do great things for us. And then when you no longer are good, we give you all kinds of money because you, you know, you got us something. That's fair. <laughs> that's a good point that's what One the giants guy, do uh uh crap what's his name the crawford posey well posey i think still deserves his contract but crawford um brandon belt there there's yeah. like four guys on the giants right now with contracts that only have as good of contracts as they do because they helped us win titles yeah well and i mean i guess that's goes back to when we were talking about the Indians when I was like, we've been relevant for decades is, you know, we didn't do that. We, when guys got big and we knew we couldn't resign them, we got as much as we could for them and moved on. Yeah. Which is good for the team, but it sucks for your fan base. See, and and, but the problem is player. unless you are a team like the Dodgers that have literally borderline unlimited funds. Yankees, Dodgers, Yankers, Dodgers. I mean, the Giants are honestly, I think, like the third most highest paid team in, or fourth highest, which is absurd because it doesn't feel like any of their money goes to actual current players. I feel yeah. like they give people crazy contracts after they do something good for us and then trade them away, and they're still paying part of the residual from that contract. Right. Red Sox did that for a long time for a lot of players when they were good. Um, in the early 2000s, early mid 2000s, when they won their their World Series for the first time in a long time, yeah. Um, it, it's a trend. Some teams are like that, where they just they pay you for what you did, not what you're currently doing. And I'm not necessarily against that because I feel like sports in general has a really bad recency bias. Yeah, it's a lot of what have you done for me lately. And if lately you've sucked, even though you've in your career been a great player, like I, and it's kind of weird. It's a different, like, I know there's a lot of varying opinions on whether or not people should be paid for what they are currently doing or what they have done in their past. We could add that to the list of things to talk about in the future. Cause I, I would have, quite a bit to say on that i actually kind of have a lot i'm kind of grossing over a lot but i that's not a bad idea yeah um, uh, yeah so, so that's <clears throat> all of our predictions you wanna do you want to get really bold here well i'll read out so for the al we have blue jays white Sox, and a's winning their divisions mets I have the Mets, Cardinals, and Padres. You have maybe the, what, the Braves? Cardinals, yeah, I have maybe Braves, the Braves on top there. I think that's the only change I would have for, the, for those ones. So, bold prediction time. Who do you think wins the AL and NL pennant? Ooh, I, so I think the Dodgers are going to win the NL West, and we both agreed that whoever wins that division, we think is going to win it. All yeah. so I think for the NL, I think it's one hundred percent going to be the Dodgers. 
um with yeah, the padres being the only team that really could i think challenge them in that entire half there's of also this is that pretty much guaranteed whichever one of those teams doesn't win the division is going to be a wild card so oh yeah 100 will be in the playoffs so yeah yeah no i i have dodgers winning the national league and if we're going american league yeah mm. american league's way harder mm. so I'm going to go bold prediction just because I think the young guys are going to put it together. I think they're not as young as they were the last year or two, obviously. Um, and I'm going to say the Blue Jays. I think okay. we're going to see Blue Jays, Dodgers, World Series. I'd watch that. I would too, 100%. That'd be literally a seasoned veteran team versus a young gun, hot team. I would love to see that. I mean, granted, I'd rather see the Giants and... To the Blue Jays, but, but, but realistically, it's going to be the Dodgers. I think it's going to be Dodgers Blue Jays. Possible, but it's very unlikely. It'd be great to see an Indians Giants. Yeah, right. I'd be great for the podcast. <laughs> but uh, I, oh man, AL's so tough. The, the AL's hard. The only reason I went with Toronto is because I really want to see them do well, and I think if the guys play on. The field, the way that the stats could look on paper, I think they could take it. Yeah, I if I was to pick out of the three division winners, I would say Toronto. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if a wild card team wins it. Ooh, bold prediction: wild card team winning the World Series or winning just that I would, that. I would say it would be Twins or Yankees. Would be the wild cards. Okay, that the, yeah, that's probably that's probably fair. <laughs> Although so I, would, I do not want to watch, I will not watch a Yankees Dodgers fucking World Series. Oh, um, no, I I don't I hate the Twins because I'm an Indians fan, but I would lean Twins if I was going to go that route. But if I was to pick from the three division winners we picked, I would say Toronto is probably the the favorite. Okay, so you got Toronto and San Diego. Mm with san diego winning at all and then i got toronto and la but i th i think okay i don't think this but i hope this if that happens i hope the dodgers fold like they've done every year except for last year and toronto wins i agree i would if if it's honestly no matter which of our teams out of the nl i would rather see the blue jays win it i agree with you on that one not that I wouldn't necessarily want to see the Padres win it because I don't have any like distaste for the Padres. Yeah, they're in my division, but I don't either. But I hate because I'm from a small market. Like a small market team is my team. I hate teams that buy championships. See, that's fair. See, the Giants are a big market team, but ironically, their championships came in a small yeah. market-minded way. All your guys were farm system. Guys. Yeah, I mean, we and added we a few people them. here and there. Obviously, every team does. Um, but it, when we won it, at least we won it. In my opinion, my altruistic opinion, in the right way. Like we drafted guys, we brought them up, we added a couple veteran pieces mid year, and we won. We didn't just build a, a team from the beginning of the year that was just like a an all star team. 
right. which is what some of the teams have these year this year yeah i like, yeah I agree. <laughs> so at least i have some pride on that um but yeah so that's our preseason predictions for every division world series matchup and world series winners yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit this in what nine yeah. months or eight months I'll, since... I'll, I'll add our world series predictions <laughs> so let's see see here. just how far off we are uh did you want to get into some of the minor league changes tonight i think it'd be um, interesting to get into a, at least a couple of them yeah i'm done for that um there's a few things that they are proposing this year. Uh, do a, uh, they're going to be doing this year in the minor leagues. Few rule changes to some that could potentially mean big things for the major leagues if they are brought up, which is usually what they use the minor league for. For anybody who's not familiar, minor league is the testing grounds. If it works out there, they tend to bring it all up. Um, and one of the ones that I want to get your opinion on because I think this is going to be the quickest one we talk about because I. I don't under necessarily, I get it, but I don't, is the new base size. So they're gonna be going from 15 inches by 15 inches to 18 inch by 18 inch bases. The hope is to promote a little bit more base stealing and try and help essentially people get on base a little bit more frequently to make the game a little bit more exciting. What are your initial so, thoughts? So my first thought when I read that was, one, that's not going to make any difference for what they want it to do. But what it does do is makes it safer running to first base as as the first baseman. Because, like, you see guys uh, who play first base get, like, their ankles stepped on. I feel like adding a couple extra inches on the base makes that less likely. That was my first thought when I read it. I was like, oh, that's why they're going to do it. And then I read the description. I'm like, oh, that's not what they're hoping. Yeah, no, but, they initially that was my thought, too. You're making the base bigger to give yourself some safety. But no, they just want people to steal the base more, which I will say, I guess. OK, so I guess now that I'm thinking about I was thinking like shortening the distance three inches. But now I'm thinking the width for when you slide into. Oh, the yeah, base, it's a six inch difference. So I guess that makes a little more sense, but I still feel like three inches there doesn't make it that big of a deal. Well, see, but you got to think it's six inches because you have three inches on first and second and second and third. Oh, and six okay, inches when you're... talking about the slide. Oh, but when <laughs> you're sliding, though, you see a lot of guys get out by just literally yep. it's a tie, a tie tag. And in baseball etiquette, tie typically goes to the runner. Um, but not always, but if you give six inches, I mean, it really, it probably is more realistically three cause you're going to lead off and your lead off is going to be roughly the same no matter what. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with this, pro with this rule change. Like if they want to do it, I have absolutely no issue with it. Cause I really don't think it'll affect anything. I'm kind of with you on this. I don't think that it's going to make a huge difference. I do think it protects the first basemans. People I don't think are going to get stepped on as much. Not going to be quite as many collisions, even though there's yeah. not really a lot at the major league level. 
Um, I actually would honestly like to see this kind of trickle down to high school baseball. Um, yeah. Because I've coached high school baseball, you see a lot more collisions with younger players. Um, but at was, this, at that level, I don't, I don't think... What was that? I said where the guys aren't... The mechanics aren't as good. The guys aren't in exactly the right position. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's going to make a huge difference. But hey, if it adds an extra, you know, 30, 40 bases a year total, stolen bases, yeah. I'm all for that. I'm a huge small ball guy, so... If people, if it gives people the confidence to steal, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Stolen bases are one of the most exciting plays in baseball, so. I'm I, I would not disagree with you on that. The only thing I think is, I think the most exciting play in all of baseball, in all of baseball, is a suicide squeeze. Okay. Yeah, I, I that's fair. And. I don't think this changes the ability for people to suicide squeeze, but in just in general, I think the most exciting play in all of baseball is a suicide squeeze. Um, but like you said, I don't think it changes much, but I think it adds a little bit of safety for the people on first and even on second when you're doing uh, double plays, it gives you a little bit more room to work with where you can hit the bag and be away from the runner. I think yeah. it's. I think this change will probably carry over, even though, like you said, I don't think... It'll have much of an actual impact on the game itself. No, I I don't either. I'm so honestly, those are the changes I'm most for. Are the ones that don't change it much. <laughs> I'm honestly, like, I'm not. I'm I'm with you on that. I don't disagree at all. Like anything that promotes safety without really affecting the game, I'm I'm all about. I I agree one hundred percent. Except for those stupid padded hats they tried to do a couple of years ago for pitchers i mean if you want to wear it go ahead i think they look funky but if people want to wear it both like when they were talking about trying to force people to wear it it's yeah like, look, have them if they want to wear them wear them if not don't like i'm with you on that i think it's a good step in the right direction but if someone doesn't want to wear that i don't think that's something you should make mandatory because that could be very uncomfortable for a pitcher also, if somebody hits a line drive at your head, the amount of padding that was in that hat is not going to help a lot. Well, <laughs> see, that's the thing is it, it doesn't need to help a lot. Any help is better than yeah. none when oh, you are when you have no protection. Very legit. Yeah. Had several, they suck. Yeah, concussions are not fun. But, um, but yeah, yeah, so all in all, I think we're both kind of in agreement here. We're both for it, but it, I don't think it's going to really change a whole lot like they think it will. Yeah, I would be curious to see them in person, like side by side to see. <clears throat> like, you know, you can picture three inches, but like. Is how, how big does that make the base look? Oh, I bet the bases are going to look gigantic. Yeah, because you got to think it's 20 percent bigger. Yeah. So, like, that's actually a pretty, like, in theory, you don't, you're like, oh, shit, 20% isn't that much. But when you look at the physical space, I think it's going to look a lot bigger. Almost yeah. comical, I think, until people get used to it. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm for it if they want to do it. I have no issue with that one. Um, okay. So, that one, I like I said, I figured that one would be pretty quick. That one didn't, there wasn't a lot to that one. The next one I want to talk about, 
I think is going to be interesting to get your take is the new step off slash pick off rule okay. that they're going to be implementing. So what they're going to be doing is making it so that every pitcher has to step off the rubber before they are allowed to throw to a base, which would very drastically hinder the ability for left-handed pitchers to go ahead and pick off people on first base, as well as right-handed pitchers being able to pick off people at third. Although throwing to third very rarely ever happens. Agreed. This is more of a... They're not covering, really. Yeah, this is more of a, a nerf, so to speak. Uh, like, they're making it so that it's harder for left-handed pitchers to throw people off without using, like, a sneaky move. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? So, I'm kind of torn. I, I think I'm leaning toward being for it. Really? Okay. Here's my reasoning. Now, because nobody holds people on at third, right-handed pitchers don't really get that ability ever. Okay, that's fair. So it's kind of an unfair advantage toward left-handed pitchers. Also, it's, it's drastic, the stats on steals versus left-handed pitchers versus right-handed pitchers. Because it's so hard to read um, whether a guy's going to go home or not. And honestly, a lot of pitchers get away with walking <laughs> toward first anyway. Like, there are a lot of pitchers, left-handed pitchers, who balk when they throw to first and don't get called for it. Because technically, when they're on the rubber, there's supposed to be a 45-degree angle going off the rubber. And if they step to the right of that toward home, they have to go home. If they step to the left of that, they have to go to first. And there's a lot of pitchers who step way closer to home when they throw to first. But And, and it, it's impossible to read as a runner. Okay. So I, okay, go ahead. Okay, so I get, I get what you're saying. That, that does make sense, not having... Because you're you are one hundred percent right. Right-handed pitchers don't have necessarily that issue because <clears throat> it, the pickoff at third happens. But um, honestly, if you looked up the stats, it probably happens once a year, if that. Yeah. Um, pickoff attempts as a right-handed pitcher, like I was a pitcher, pickoff attempts as a righty are so much more difficult. I agree. I agree. Um, I didn't pitch, but I've. I played third base when I was in high school and stuff. I, I've seen how that all can work. Um, I actually don't like this. Okay. Um, I like the fact that it makes it harder to run. I think it adds a little bit more dynamics to the way that the bases are ran. I think if you, if once this rule is in, in place, I think this will legitimately do what they want, which is improve the steals. It's kind of right. like the base thing. I, but I think this actually will change the game a little bit. Maybe not drastically, but I do think that this makes a huge difference because as soon as the pitcher moves their front foot, they know they're good to go. Whereas yeah. before, you had to be a little bit more cautious. They could come up, but come right at you. So I think this will hit their desired effect, but I don't know if I like it. I kind of like that you have to be careful 
when you're on first base as a base runner. I was a huge offensive person when I played. I really liked studying pitchers and uh, watching them throughout a game and kind of find their tells. And I think you lose a little bit of that. I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing um, here or there, but I do notice that you will lose that aspect. I mean, I think it will work. I think people will steal the base a lot more on yeah. lefties. Like, I, th I definitely think the desired effect from this will be what they want. I just don't know if I personally like it as much. I don't think I'll be opposed to it maybe once it's going on and I'm watching these guys steal bases because I love small ball. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I do think it takes a little bit of the, like, learning a pitcher and at the major league level you have people that scout all that for you and just tell you what that is right. but um so i don't know how much of that is in-game learning as opposed to the lower levels but i don't know if i like it I, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence i'm more leaning towards the i i don't think that this is needed but i understand why they're going to be doing it and i think it will right. yield yeah. the desired effect I think yeah, that's kind of where I am. Like I'm, I'm leaning the other way. But I, if it doesn't happen, I don't really care. If it does happen, I'm for it. I'm not gonna be against it when it does happen. But right now, I'm like, you know, if it happens, cool. If not, that's fine. Okay. So the other thing on this topic that I wanted to get your opinion on okay. was the pickoff limits that they're going to be doing in low yeah. A. I think this is more of an issue, in my opinion, than the first one. This one, I don't think we'll ever get to the majors. So just so Whereas everybody's... The first two could. Yeah, just so everybody's aware that what they're doing in low A is they're going to be, for the first, I think it's the first half of the season for the low A baseball, they're going to be implementing a two pickoff limit. So if you... Or yeah, or you're at bat. Yeah, sorry. So if a pitcher throws over to first, second, or third uh, twice, they can no longer throw back to a base as a pitcher. And if they do, and they do not get the person out, it will be a balk. I don't, I don't like that rule at all. I think we're kind of in agreement on this one. Yeah. I don't like that at so, all. Yeah, this one I don't like because, uh, like I was telling you when we first talked about this, if somebody tries to pick you off twice, then it's like, okay, well, I know they can't come over again. Or if they do and don't get me, it's a box. So like, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a forty foot lead, and if they try to pick me off, I'm gonna go to second. Like, yeah, it's just it doesn't work. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think it works. I, I I understand the idea because like all the rules baseball's implemented over the last five years maybe more have been to speed up the game and honestly throwing over a bunch really is annoying to me when a guy tries to pick someone off like five times and then at bat it's like okay you're not gonna get him yeah like he's the, not going he knows you're throwing over the, at him yeah. yeah pickoff attempts aren't always to actually pick someone off sometimes they're just to get a guy to shorten his lead a little well yeah but when like, that can make a difference between the out at second base or not right exactly so I understand that, and it, but it's just frustrating. But at the same time, this rule just doesn't work practically. Like, there's too many problems with it. So I, I, yeah. I can't ever envision this 
the rule as it is now making it to the majors. I, I agree with you. I think it's too easy to exploit. Um, yeah. And I think that once they run it through practical use, it, it sounds maybe good in your head, but once you start thinking of all the ways it can be exploited and once they see it be exploited, I, I feel like it, which is what's going to happen. I think they're going to, this is going to be a one year rule in minor league and they're going to be like, okay, that just didn't work. Yeah. And, and to be clear, this also includes step offs in that. So you can't step off or pick off. Oh, really? So, I didn't see yeah. that. So the step off counts as well, yeah, it's one of those first paragraph, step offs or pickoffs per plate appearance. Ooh, see, that's so, even worse. So like if you and your catcher are like not on the same signs, like there's yeah. a guy on second base and you guys have to like redo your signs and you have to step off like that counts as one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that even makes it worse. Because right. what happens what if I'm you've saying. picked off to second twice and then you and your catcher just don't agree on something and now you, well, you can't call time out. I mean, could he call time out though? Now, I mean, I guess in theory, the catcher yeah, could call that, time. That might be the case is you might, the catcher could probably call time out. You but, wouldn't step off. The catcher would just call time and then right. the play would be dead. But either way, it's still, it, this rule just doesn't work. Yeah. I don't, me. I don't think it works either. I'm 100% agree with you on that one. I just, those two go so hand in hand that yeah, yeah figured we'd sure. cover that one real quick. Um, this is one that I really actually want to get your opinion on is the new shift rules. So what they're doing is they're making it so that every single infielder has to have their feet on. They have to have basically, I guess it doesn't have to be every infielder, but there has to be four people with their feet on the dirt on the infield. Yeah. Cannot be on the grass. Yeah. Not counting the catcher or pitcher. So what do you think about that for the shift? They're not, and they're actually thinking Um, of switching it to mid-year to being two on either side of the base, which I think is even more drastic than just having everybody in the infield. So I'm not a huge fan of the shift. I, I get it and it totally makes sense. And if I were a baseball manager, I would absolutely do it, but I'm not a fan of it. I just, I, uh, okay, I'm kind of torn here. So I'm not a fan of the shift, but uh, at the same time, as a hitter, just fucking hit the ball the other way. <laughs> it's not that hard to do. Just bunt. If I can do it in high school or bunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hard to do. If I can do it in high school, you should be able to do it as a professional baseball player. So, like, I don't like this rule, or I'm sorry, I do like this rule. I would support it if it got to the major league level. But at the same time, I feel like it's also on the hitters to make people stop doing the shift. See, I'm 100% in disagree with with you there. I I don't think that they should get rid of the shift. I think you're a major league player. You're making hundreds of thousands of dollars minimum a year for even minor, even minimum contracts. You're making, I think it's like 200,000, I think is the league minimum. Um, learn to hit the other way. Yeah. Like, See, I'm sorry. I, I totally agree with you. As a baseball, more of a base, I'm not a like 100% baseball purist, but as more of a small ball baseball purist, learn to hit the other way. As a kid growing up through all the levels of baseball, you're taught to use the entire field as your playground as a hitter. Yep. 
The pitch is outside. Yeah. Hit it the other go way. It, go outside. Just. I don't understand why at the major league level it's so hard. I mean, I get the pitching is obviously incredible, yeah. like significant, like on a whole other level than what you see at the lower levels, even in the double A, triple A, like it's just on another level. But there have been players throughout the years. I mean, really the shifts didn't start happening until the early to mid 2000s on a, like on a, yeah. on a more significant yeah. basis. Yeah, yeah which tells me that players just stopped caring about learning the full yeah. fundamentals of hitting of hitting and i, I think by getting rid of the shifts you're just letting them be subpar baseball players okay that's fair i i agree with that um now what i'm saying is <clears throat> I don't like the second part of the rule where they're talking about changing it mid-season. Oh, yeah, the the two and two. I don't like that at all. I like that you can still do the shift, but I hate when there's, like, a second baseman in right field. Like, I'm good with three Put four people on one side. I don't care, but they have to be... The infielders have to be on the infield. (laughs) Well, you mean you don't want someone playing like Buck Short or something? <laughs> uh, I'm not against the shift. I just, because uh, I, I, like I said, I do agree with you. If you're a major league player, hit the ball the other way. It's not hard to do. You can hit a weak grounder to the left side and get a double. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you just got to put the ball in play where the shift isn't. If, if you get shifted on every time and you don't bat 300, you are a bad baseball player. <laughs> oh, hot take. Hot take. Hot yeah, take right there. <laughs> just bunt. Robinson yeah, I, had a bunt double a couple seasons ago because they shifted on him. Yeah, I just... Like, I think the shift... In theory, I think the shift was meant to obviously combat the people that just can't learn to hit the other way. Whether that's a pull hitter or whatever, because I know some people obviously... At some point, you just got to learn to actually be an offensive weapon. But then again, in the last, I would say, five to ten years, it's not about being a good hitter anymore. It's about hitting bombs. Yeah, if you're a good, a good hitter now is considered someone who hits 260 and hits 30 to 40 home runs. That hurts. That hurts. It used to be if you batted under 280, you were a bad hitter. Yeah, well, Absolutely. at least you were an average hitter. Anything under 280 and you weren't even considered, like, like on the top of any kind of list. Right. And, I mean, there were guys who were who batted under that who were still considered threats. Well, yeah. Like, I don't know, David Ortiz and guys like that. Although I would hit runs a year, but only batted, like, 260. Did he really hit that low? I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm pretty sure Ortiz is like one of the few like that I think might have been a bad example because I think he actually 270 263 okay 309 318 309 yeah I was gonna say that might have that might have been a bad but those were weird years because then it was 270 238 264 287 like 
there were some 300 years mixed in. Okay, so not the best example. But yeah, like, that, that okay. I don't think was necessarily the best example. <laughs> Frank Thomas. Okay, Frank Thomas isn't a bad one. I actually almost caught a home run by Frank Thomas in Oakland. It's a funny story. I'll have to tell that sometime. Yeah, Frank Thomas, 221, 252, 267, 270, and, 219, 270. Yeah. Like, oh. He only had it over 300, like, three years in his 19-year career. Yeah, okay, that's a much, much better, much better example. Because I was going to say, David Ortiz is actually kind of a... Kind of a actually a really good hitter in general. He was, but like, he's arg arguably the best DH to ever play. Even David Ortiz' career two eighty four hitter. Yeah. So like, not like you're not too far off, but yeah. But but yeah. So I don't. Know. I mean, I don't know. I just I think. But, I th but again. The point was that those guys weren't considered great hitters. They were just power hitters. Really? I think Frank Thomas is considered a great hitter. Think? I think? I think, like, in the grand scheme of things, people look at him like a great hitter. I mean, he was the big hurt. Yeah, because he hit home runs. That's what, that's what I mean. He was, <laughs> I don't think, I mean, he wasn't considered an average hitter. Like, a, like a, he didn't hit for average. But I, I think, he, like, he was considered a good hitter. I mean, he wasn't like a, a I, I 300 mean, career I, I, guy. To be clear, I'm not saying he was a bad hitter. No, no, I, I, mean, I know what you mean. I, you, you more mean that he was like, he was an like, average hitter that just had a ton of power. I'll say this. He wasn't considered like an all-around hitter. Okay, that's know? fair. That's fair. Yeah. Like he didn't have the average and power tools. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I think the the baseball has trended so far away from like actual good hitting that it's almost like the shift need they need to get rid of the shift just so that the game just to like make up because their their players are not putting in the work to actually be complete hitters that's what that feels like to me that could be way off base but that's kind of what the feeling i get from them getting rid of the shift it's like well our guy the players clearly haven't shown that they have the ability to take the time to learn to hit the other way. So we're just going to make sure that people can't put themselves in a position to make those outs. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with all that. I'm so, yeah. Again, that's why I'm not against the shift. I just don't like how deep the shift gets. Like I'm, I'm totally fine with okay, three people that... on one side. I just wish they were all like on the cut of the grass or whatever. That's fair. And I think we're both in agreement that split, making it be two and two on either side of second base yeah. is a dumb idea. No, I don't like that at all. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. At least we're in agreement on that one at least. Because that okay. is, I think that's a terrible idea. It's. Yeah. People are just going to exploit that anyway. And they're going to line someone up like an inch to the side, to the left of second base. And then as soon as the pitch is thrown, he's going to run to the right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I get that. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else we really wanted to go? Oh, what are you? The only other thing I wanted to, to talk about possibly tonight, and we're at actually a pretty good time, I think. Yeah, we're like right at two hours. So we'll go through one more. One more topic real quick, and then we'll I think that'll be a good stopping point for tonight is robot umpires. 
They're going to be doing this in low A and getting rid of all those Angel Hernandezes. How do you how do you feel about robot umpires? Surprisingly, I'm for this. Well, okay, I'm for this for balls and strikes. I don't I don't know what they said here, what they're doing. I think it's just balls and strikes, if I'm not mistaken. Let me let me double check. Because okay. As a baseball purist, I understand the umpire is like the human element, the mistakes are made. But now with replay, they've gotten rid of that. And with TV broadcasts, you see how bad calls are that I would rather just have them get the calls right. Okay, that's fair. Like, they're already doing it in the field with replay. So I want them to keep, I want them to actually increase to a five umpire crew. Interesting home plate umpire and do what they do in the playoffs and have two umpires down the third and first baselines deeper to watch home runs if they're fair or foul and like catches in the outfield because they do that in the playoffs already and now you'd only have to add one umpire per crew to do that for the regular season because you're thinking you basically take away the home plate umpire and you just add one extra for one of the lines Although I don't, maybe you don't get rid of the home plate umpire. See, I don't think you can get rid of the home plate umpire. How calls it home plate? I guess. I mean, granted. So I'm a little. I disagree with you a little bit on this one, kind of, because this is a murky thing. I don't like robot umpires, even for balls and strikes. I it pains me to watch people like Aaron Hernandez or, right? Is that his name? Yeah, Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. Sorry. Um umpire a game because he's just so bad but i think most people point to him specifically when they go this is why we need robot umpires but i would bet the majority of umpires that actually are behind the plate at these games are doing a relatively good job 100 percent. um i think there are a couple like him and i don't think he's the only one i think there's a couple he's just the only one that always pops up Cause um, he's the worst. Yeah, because he's by far the worst, and he gets playoff games. I don't fucking get it. Um, it's all about how long you've been in the league. I, yeah, I guess. Um, so they point to him because, yes, he is tragically bad. Um, but I think overall, this isn't a huge issue. I like the human, like you said earlier, I like the human element that an actual person behind their calls, balls and strikes. And I think if you get rid of the bad umpires and actually get good umpires, I don't think this becomes an issue. And I get that, yes, they show it on TV, so when they do make a mistake, it's highlighted. But that's part of the game, in my opinion. I, I don't disagree with anything you said, but here's the other thing is baseball, like I said a little bit ago, is all about speeding up the game. And every time you have a bad call, everybody's going to sit there and argue. So if there, there's a robot instantly. It doesn't matter if you think it's wrong. It's right. <laughs> you can't argue. And I, I, know, I already know you're going to say that you like the arguing. Well, see, I don't even really care about the arguing. It is what it is. If you want to argue a call, whatever. I've always grown up and my coaches have been i feel like i've had good coaches when i played that were always like you just don't argue with the umpires what the umpires say goes 
you you literally you collect it you move on you just do your job yes calls are going to go your way you're going to win games because of it calls are going to not go your way you're going to lose games because of it it's part of the game and i get that there are some absolutely terrible umpires in major league baseball right now that make it so that stuff like that is actually like really fully considered and i get that and it if we're if they're not going to put the like blame and onus on the umpires then i think this is the way to go if you don't want to call out your umpires and be like hey you're a shitty umpire we're cutting you this year when you can prove that you can call correct balls and strikes and everything will bring you back up then i think this is the way to go but i think just in my heart of hearts i want to see a guy behind the plate i want to see him calling balls and strikes i like the drama of a bad call every once in a while i like the different zones for different umpires it sucks as a pitcher as a professional athlete trying to do your job i get that it's really tough to have a different zone every single like different depending on what umpire it is whereas if it's a robot it's the same zone all the time you throw between here it's a strike so i get that it's better for the players but as a fan i kind of like having someone behind the plate calling i like the bad calls because yes they get irritating and yes they cause you games but there are times where you're like oh we just got away with one right there you know what i mean I think my turning point on this was review and whatever, football, basketball, baseball. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> I was against reviews because of exactly what you're saying, where I'm like, I like when things go wrong and I'm, you know, it can go your way, it cannot go your way. Like, that's just the game. But once reviews hit, I was like, man, it's nice to just have it right. Well, see, so I agree with you. I like that when the call gets called right. I mean, in theory, that's what you want. Call to be called right. But see, once they added the review, see, I kind of think differently on that. Is I like that they added a review ability. But I think mm-hmm. that that makes, main, means that it's better for them to have an actual human umpire. Because what are you going to do? You're going to challenge a call that a robot umpire made? It's, it is what I it is. Any, yeah, there is no challenge on balls and strikes but you, but you know what i mean though like Which at what point does that stretch out farther time is how dumb some of the rules are on what you can and can't challenge in baseball. oh yeah that <laughs> definitely like, some things that are very clearly like something but they're like oh this was a, a decision called by the umpire and it's like no it's it's wrong <laughs> yeah right review and fix it no, but, I, yeah, agree, I agree with I you on that you. one. I, we should oh. definitely add that to our list of, of talking points. Because okay. that one I think we could get into for way too, way too long. Just in general, what can and can't be challenged. Um, but I think that was all I had on, on the list of what I feel like we should go over tonight. I think we Just covered right. a, a hell of a lot. To wrap up that last topic, um, there is an umpire's union. So, like, the MLB being like, hey, you're a bad umpire, you can't do it anymore, isn't really up to them. That's true. That's true. Which is another reason why there's shitty umpires. But you could also get with the umpires. Because there is a rating system for umpires, though. And maybe you make that rating system more strict. 
That way you can kind of bump those bad umpires down, even if they have the seniority. I get what you're saying, though. Like, that having the umpires union definitely makes it harder for them just to balance people. But they also do inherently have a rating system, which is how yeah. they pick, like, postseason umpires and whatnot. So if you've got a rating system... Yeah, but to have the rating system affect who does and doesn't have a job would also have to be negotiated with the umpires union. And that's, well, and, and I think that's no, something that should be negotiated in because I, agree, I think it should have a factor. Like just cause you get a job doesn't mean you should be able to hold it if you suck. Yeah. But I don't think the union will agree to that. <laughs> You're especially probably... when, especially <laughs> when most of their most tenured umpires are the bad ones. Yeah. I, I you're probably right on that. You're, you're probably a hundred percent right. I just think like you already have it in place, like the rating system. It shouldn't be hard to to bump people and move people around because you have their overall ratings. Like you know how good or bad they actually are. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. But oh, yeah. Is that one up? But yeah, no, I agree with you though on that one. I, I don't think it would ever pass through. Yeah. The umpires, like player association the umpire association for them to do that right. because their most senior guys would usually be the ones that get bumped out first yep which is a little bit sad but i mean i mean at some point you're forced to retire in some jobs like i mean it kind of is just the nature of the thing yeah like there there hits a point where you're no longer able to do your job effectively and you either get replaced or let go kind of kind of falls in line with most of the rest of the real world yeah yeah i don't do, uh, disagree with that at all uh but any closing statements before we we end up no i think uh i think this was good again we do this every we're going to be doing this every friday this is episode one so. uh socials where can they find you oh yeah uh I am on Twitter at Twitch TV Sports M, all one word. And uh, I stream on Twitch playing random games, although mostly just shooters lately, uh, <laughs> at um, twitch.tv slash sports masochist. Uh, and if you guys want to find me, I haven't been streaming a whole lot lately, um, but you can always get a hold of me on the bases in what is what is the bases and brews Twitter? Is it just at bases, bases Bruce? Bruce? At bases Bruce. Go ahead and hit us up. Tell us how you liked our our first episode. We will be back next week at six a well six a.m. I'll be a fucking that'll be before work. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, six p.m. Uh, Pacific, which ends up being nine, 9. p.m. Oh man, dude, that's so late. Uh, but we will be uploading these once we get a couple episodes into YouTube as well as to all the various podcast sites so thank you for tuning in and we hope to see you guys all next week